You gonna start this or should I? No, you started. You're better at it than I am. You used to start it all the time. No, you started it all the time. Oh, well, what's up? I'm Jordan. Hey, what's up? I'm AJ. Let's ride home recap back, bitches. <laughs> the ride home recap is back. Uh, tonight we're gonna recap Top Gun, Maverick. The sequel that took 37 years to make. <laughs> hey, man. The intro of the movie was good. You got to see Tom Cruise, and he literally told decades in the making. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, okay, but in all seriousness. You know, I'm kind of happy that it took this long for them to make this. Yeah, because he had to learn how to fly a jet. <laughs> Not necessarily because of that, but like, I don't think you could have made this. The way they made this is so, like... If this makes any sense, the way they made this is so old school. Oh, yeah. This and this, so like old school Hollywood, like blockbuster movie making that I don't think they could have made this in 1987. No, this movie was so good and it followed suit with the 80s genre style of, of shooting this kind of film that if you took Top Gun with somebody who's never seen these movies and you watched it and then showed them this one, Maverick. And said that they were made decades apart. You would not be able to tell the difference. Unless you were, you know, like a, you know, a, a master at, you know, cinematography and technology and stuff. The advancements you'd be able to see. But just the the, the writing, the the shots, um, but everything. Like, but like that, the shots is something you bring up. Like that's why specifically I'm happy that it took them so long to make mm-hmm, this. Because mm-hmm. like I rewatched the original Top Gun recently. It's a classic, by like beyond a shadow of a doubt. The original Top Gun is a classic, but this, the way they put the actors in real F-18s, yeah, like you felt the G-force every time they made a bank, every time they went up, every time they went down, like you felt like you were in the plane with them. Oh yeah. If you watch the original Top Gun, while it while it's very good in the way they portray like inside the cockpit, it does still look like it's like. A cockpit on a rig. Yeah, for sure, for sure. The stunts alone in this movie are far superior than the stunts and knowledge of stunts and action sequences than it was back then. Well, I mean, like, you've got the stunt master at the helm of this. is like Tom Cruise. I mean, he, I said earlier, might be, like, one of the last true movie stars. The guy's a human stunt, like, stuntman. Like, like there's Jackie Chan and then there's Tom Cruise. Yeah. So... Yeah, so like I'm glad they took their time because like people have bothered Tom Cruise for years about when are you gonna make a sequel to Top Gun? Are you gonna ever make a sequel to Top Gun? And all he kept saying, "We just need the time to be right, and we need the story to be right." And and could... probably he needed like technology to advance oh, years sure. beyond what they had back then because like I said, like you feel like you're in the cockpit with these guys. Yeah, for sure, and and you got a great story like. You so know. this so this one we'll try to sum it up without going too much into it. So it's obviously 30, 36, 37 years later. Yep. Maverick's still in the Air Force. As a captain. As a captain. He Highly decorated captain. He can't Highly get decorated. He can't get promoted. He can't retire. And as the as the admiral at the beginning so poignantly put out, and despite his best efforts, he just refuses to die. <laughs> um uh. He's trying with his team. Well, we, we meet him at the beginning. He's trying with his team to keep the advancement of drone technology in the Air Force away. Yeah, from un- like, unmanned aerial combat. Because like how he feels is that a drone can never 
match what a real human being in the cockpit of a plane can do. Which we have come across those that kind of small minor theme in most aviation um, movies. So you know, um, in this movie, it was a it was an undertone. It it really is a realistic. Um, re, it's a realistic undertone, uh, you know, because I'm sure there are chances and you've heard yourself in news and, and everything like that of, you know, um, unmanned aerial combat, but that's besides the point. So this this movie has heart, has action. It's emotional. Oh, it's emotional for sure. Um, it's funny. Oh, great, great one-liners. Some of these actors shoot off some one-liners that are so good. It's like it's very funny. It's all it's it's nostalgic without. Oh, very nostalgic. The soundtrack alone is super nostalgic. It's nostalgic without being nostalgia porn. If that makes any sense. Yes, that does. Um, so like through through an operation that Maverick takes, Maverick is a part of at the beginning that doesn't go very well. He. Runs afoul of another admiral and, as punishment, finds himself back at Top Gun. Babysitting. 30, 30, 30, 30 some odd years later, he gets put back at Top Gun Academy to train uh, a list of graduates that they're trying to assemble for this top secret mission. Um, very classified. That's to take out an, a uranium plant. They never. T- the one thing I also said, too, when, we, when, when the movie was over... They never tell you in either the first Top Gun or this one. They never tell you who the enemy country actually is. Nope, never do because they don't want to point fingers. And the so-called enemy country, they kept referring to their fighter planes as fifth-generation fighters. Right. Because they can't really specifically call them certain types of planes because if anybody knows military-style planes, you can pretty much generally pinpoint what country is using what plane. Right. Like, I mean, if you watch the original Top Gun, they'll never actually mention who the enemy is. They'll call them the enemy, or they'll call them... MiG fighters. MiG fighters. They never actually name a country. But anyway, so the mission is to destroy a uranium plant that's being built in between this two mountains that, like, the UN or the, um, the Pentagon doesn't agree with, and they're, 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 whatever country this is doing, they did it without authorization. Um... And yeah, he has to weed out the weak and pick the strong to go on this mission. And we're off to the races from there. Um, I mean, obviously Tom Cruise is a megastar. And I mean, that like, run. That ridiculous run. The I mean, Tom Cruise run. Like he carries this thing. And it's, it's, it's great for the fact that he still feels like the same Maverick. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. But he all, changed. but he also, well, I, I would kind of say he has kind of, he, like he still oh, feels okay. like the same Maverick, but he feels like he's, he's, he's put years under himself, under his belt. He has, and I mean, there's also this small, small factor of, he has, he has a little bit more responsibility in the film, um, that he puts on himself that he really shouldn't. I won't go into too much detail of that. There because, is a you know, there is a if it wasn't made clear in the trailer. Yeah, there is a if you've never seen the first one, there is a character in this that has a familial relation to a character in the first, first movie. One. Yeah, that was very close to him, and he feels a very responsible. For, and because of what, well, I mean, yeah, and because of what happened to that character, what happened to that specific character. 
I feel like I could say it. Okay, it's Goose's son. It's Goose's son is in the movie. Goose was Maverick's old wingman in the original one that tragically died in an accident where he was too arrogant and ended up getting him Well, he didn't end up getting him killed, but he ended up putting him in a situation that got him killed. Yeah. And Miles Teller plays Goose's son in the movie, so like he feels like more of like a responsibility to look after him. And can I just note that Miles Teller is very much a perfect fit for this character because oh, he looks you just took, like him. Yeah, if you took the original Goose and stuck it beside Miles Teller right now, telling you straight out, say mustache, glasses, haircut, everything, straight out like carbon copy of this guy, and it and it was really good casting on that part. But like Goose, I like the fact that like yeah, is he seemed like the same Maverick, but like what happened to Goose? He never let go of. Thirty-seven years later, he's never like. It's like he's, he's still the same, hot-headed Maverick, the same impulsive, the same risk-taking Maverick. But at the same time, he's carried with him for thirty years that one mistake, that cost him his friend, his best friend's life. Mm -hmm. And it's now carried with him now to this responsibility he feels to look after his son to not make the same mistake again. Of what happened to Goose to happen to him. Um, Miles Teller's great. And like you said, I mean, he, if you put him next to the actor who played Goose all those years ago, like, you would, I, I would have a hard time arguing that, that was not his real son. Definitely. Um, Val Kilmer got to come back for a nice little scene. That was, that was amazing, that scene. He got to come back as Iceman. I mean, like, we all know, I mean, if, if for anybody that doesn't know, Val Kilmer had a, a rough go of it these last Years. several years with throat cancer and whatnot I mean they wrote that into the movie as to not as to have an explanation for it but like even the, what he did with the brief little time he was in it was all it was great it was amazing seeing the two of them on screen again and of course and that was Val, a very emotional scene it was very emotional and Val Kilmer got to ask the age-old question that if you've seen the first one he asks it a lot who's the better pilot Iceman or Maverick? And to this day, that answer will it never will, be coming out. It will remain unanswered. <laughs> um, I like some of the other younger pilots. Yes, um, yes. Obviously, like, there's a lot of young blood in this. Bob. Uh, <laughs> some great call signs. Like, you know, this mo- the movie does a great job of making you care about all these new characters. Oh, for sure. Totally. Some of them you don't get to spend a lot of time with, but the time you do get to spend with them, you like them. They feel like real people. De- well, yeah, definitely. Like there's the something, there's, feel, yeah. They're, they're ta- there's something tangible there to latch on to. I like the female pilot, Phoenix. She was great. She was, she was very much, uh, you know, not by a book kind of character, like not following the, like, it was more of, you could see that she cared about all of the team and she just wanted the mission to be successful. She was the only female that was there, but she didn't feel like she was the only female there because she was a female. No, she was definitely hard, hard as like hard nose, tough as nails, like didn't take crap, but could hang with the boys, you know, like uh, the, 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 the other, the one with the glass of Bob, the Bob. best call sign ever. <laughs> it's yeah. just Bob. Yeah. He was great. He was funny. And the nod, I guess I would say there was a there was a large nod to a Iceman like character in there. Um, there was oh, that guy, guy was that guy was totally in the, the Iceman of this movie. The pretty blonde, uh, you know, beefcake. We'll say um, his call sign was Hangman, um, and oh. definitely, 
Definitely. But even he had an arc. Like, oh, oh yeah, his his arc was good. His arc was good. Like even he had an arc. It's no matter, no, no matter. Just just when you think you can't get behind a character, <laughs> something happens. It's like how small of an arc it might have been. He still had an arc. It was. It was. He came great. in one way and he left the movie another way. Yep. It was a good nod to Iceman. I'll tell you that it was a good nod to Iceman. Like the training sequences in this are fantastic. Like, but then when they get to the mission. The mission is so, like, nail-bitingly tense. But at the same time, like, the it's fantastic, the action, how they shoot these these dogfights and these planes. Oh, and, this and the way they push these airplanes, like, the way they push, sorry, I shouldn't say airplanes, these fighter jets. The way they push these fighter jets in this movie, I'm, I'm blown away. Some of the stuff and stunts they pull, I couldn't imagine being behind that stick. Trying to trying to fly those planes like that. That's just, that's, that's on another level. Like when you get to the like the when you get to the mission, like you genuinely care what happens to these people. Like you genuinely care what happens to these people. You care if they make it out. You care if they make it back. Do some of them not make it back? Do all of them make it back? You're gonna have to see the movie to find out. One thing that I was kind of disappointed with, there was like the Dick Admiral. <clears throat> that was in the movie. John Hamm. John Hamm. He played the Dick Admiral. I miss the presence of like the Dick Admiral that was yes. in the first one. Yes. John Hamm was quite good. His uh, call sign was Cyclone. Yeah, he used to be a fighter pilot, but then obviously he got promoted to Admiral. But like, I miss the presence of like the Admiral in the first one, who was the principal from Back to the Future. Yes. Yes. That he guy was, was great. And had some great good. one-liners. Super dick, but awesome. I miss not having him there, but John Hamm did good in his place. Um, this was totally worth waiting this long for this to get this to happen. Oh, for sure. Yeah, like I'm, this might be my this might be have jumped into my top two favorite of the year. Oh, I'm I'm yeah, definitely, definitely. This is um, I mean, yes, this is a final send off to Maverick. You know, Tom Cruise's Maverick, which is great. Couldn't ask for a better uh, send-off in this movie. I mean, the action sequences, the storytelling, just a straight-up 100% legendary Tom Cruise movie. Like, I will I will definitely be watching this over and over again. There's, like, there's little, there's little, like, small little moments that, like, you, you wouldn't expect would be, like, so heart-wrenching. They tug at your heartstrings. But then when they actually happen, like... There's one specific there's one specific thing that he keeps saying throughout the movie to himself when he's in the cockpit, mm -hmm. and it, it's it hurts because you know what happened and you can like feel the weight of that burden that burden that he has. But there's a point in the movie where he finally gets his answer. Yeah, and it's not from it's not from a person that you think it would come from. No. Yeah, but, definitely see this. This oh, 100%. Totally, this is totally worth it. Oh, yeah. If you grew up watching Top Gun and you saw it, you need to see this movie. I mean, you know, just just a, just on nostalgia purposes alone, like some, you need to see this movie. It's a popular thing to say to be like, oh, it's the sequel that no one asked for. This is the sequel we didn't know we needed. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is definitely... A trip down memory lane for myself. I enjoyed Top Gun when I first saw it. I thought it was amazing. And this movie definitely hit the same spot and made me feel very nostalgic 
about you know Top Gun and everything like that. Now, now that we got that out of the way, I'm going to spoil one thing. Okay, spoil. I'm going to spoil one thing. If you really don't want to hear this spoil, cut it off right now. Just just either turn it turn it off or pause it or, or I mean do this, something. I mean, jump this, forward. I mean, this is so minute, but like I feel <laughs> I I need to spoil this. There's a question that many people have been asking going into this: is would they get Danger Zone in the movie? It's in there. They do. And it's right where you would expect it to be. Oh, yes. Yes, it would be. Right in, right just at the perfect moment, time, everything. It, they, get, they put that song in there. Right, It wouldn't be Top Gun without Danger Zone. It's right where you would expect it to be. So I we'll think we'll leave it at that. This movie is fantastic. Go see this when you get yes, a chance. Yes, see Maverick. See Top Gun, please. This is definitely the movie you need to see. Go check this out. It's old school... It's old school Hollywood blockbusters at their best. Definitely. Check it out. We're going to get out of here because I'm tired. <laughs> yep. So, Peace out, everybody. Have a good night. This is AJ. This is Jordan. And this was Ride Home Recap. Motherfuckers! <laughs> <laughs>